Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to Cross-Eyed Ned's Word on the Line. And we're just going to have a short podcast here concerning the salvation of God. And uh, just the other day I woke up in the morning just thinking about this, considering this, and I believe the Lord had placed it upon my heart, uh, just because it falls in line with the notes and what I've been sharing in, in my other classes. And I'd just like to speak on just a little bit concerning the salvation of God. Now, the salvation of God according to the scriptures. And I want to just kind of uh, give a one of the testimonies that is found in the scriptures of this salvation. And so, first and foremost, we see that God creates Adam and Eve and places them in the garden. And then what ends up happening is that they enter into a state into a condition of death. They were, they were there in the garden. They, God gave them uh, every tree, every fruit to eat of the trees of the garden. And he said, just don't eat of this one tree. And so in the midst of the garden, we know there was the tree of life and there was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which compared to the tree of life, it was the tree of death. We know they partook of death. And therefore, at that moment, they entered into a condition, their soul, into a state of death. In that condition, in that state, God could not, God could not offer life to that state. <clears throat> okay? And so the Lord sends them out of the garden. And now we're going to pick up with another testimony with Israel in Egypt. And right here with my diagram... We have Israel in Egypt, the people of God in Egypt. And so they are in a condition of, I'll just say it this way, of death and bondage. They, they were there 400 years and God calls it the 400 years basically of being in the house of bondage where Pharaoh was their ruler, Pharaoh was their king, and whatever Pharaoh said goes. They, if, if Pharaoh said, you need to do this, they would do this, all right? And just to me, that testimony is basically of being dead among the dead. And so, no matter what they did, they could not escape that condition, all right? So that's when they're in, in Egypt, in the abode of the dead. And so, then what God does, He, let me just look here, He sends a Savior, a Deliverer, that will release them, bring them, bring them out of, and that's the key, bring them out of that state, that condition. But it wasn't just to bring them out of that state and out of that condition. It was actually to bring them into a new state, a new condition, and brothers and sisters, it is that new state and that condition was unto God Himself. And that's where the new state and new condition is found in God Himself. We're going to be, we're going to look at that as it's going on here. So, in order to do this, in order for them to be saved from that state and condition, for, for them to be delivered from that state and condition, required God sending one who was not in that state nor condition. All right, in the testimony, we see this with 
the one whom God chose, Moses. And of course, we know that Moses was a man. He was a Hebrew. But beyond just being a man and a Hebrew, Moses was a testimony and is a testimony of Jesus Christ. He is that in the scriptures. Uh, <clears throat> and so God sends his chosen one to go deliver the people out of bondage, to bring them out from death and that condition of death, that condition of bondage of slavery, all right? And so Moses, just, just think about this. And you can read the, the whole passage. It's in uh, Exodus, at the very end of Genesis, and then, the for, well, in Exodus, <laughs> I think probably up till Exodus 12 or 13 when they're finally out. And what this man does, who is sent of God, he performs all these miracles, signs, and wonders, all right? This is God's hand doing this. And what, what all those miracle signs and wonders are basically doing is saying God has power and authority even here among the dead. God has power and authority over an entire creation. I mean, the water turned to blood and then the plagues and then the fiery hail and all this stuff, all these miracle signs and wonders that everybody saw to show that here among the dead, Pharaoh had authority. But when God shows up, God is the one in ultimate authority. And even Pharaoh has to bow to this authority. And that's, that's what actually really happened. God broke the powers of Pharaoh and Egypt of the grave. Okay, and with all these words that I'm that I'm speaking, I know you're thinking of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Right? So, all these miracle signs and wonders, and listen to this, and yet they're still in Egypt in the house of bondage. Until God provides for them yet another testimony of his son, and that is when he brings in the lamb specifically the Passover lamb. And so there is Oh, that's one word, not two. Or excuse me, excuse me, that's two words, not one. I crowned my words together. There had to be a death. Uh, it was redeemed from the dead, redeemed from among the dead. That's the redemption, all right? So there has to be a death. And so God says you will kill a lamb. All right. And we, we know we know the story. You can read it. Please read it. Please go back and read these things. I don't have time to I can maybe give you some uh, some uh, verses here. Verse addresses. Please go back and read them. As I stated, it's towards the end of Genesis and it's in um, Exodus. And so there is the death. There is the blood on the doorpost and lintel. There's the door with the blood. There is salvation. There is life that is offered. There is the eating of the Passover. And remember, God provides a way for them not only to escape, but come to the purpose, listen to the way I say this, for which their souls were created. All right? And so... They kill the lamb, they put the blood on the doorpost and on the lintel, and God sees the blood, okay? 
judgment has already come. Judgment happened in the Lamb. And then so he passes over. Not only that, they have to go through the door into the house. They have to eat the Lamb. So now the Lamb is on the inside. Brothers and sisters, this is new birth, okay? And then, then they come out in the morning. And so there's, there you have the death. With the, do with the blood of the doorposts and the lintel, and then of course the blood dripping from the top of the lintel down to the ground and from the doorposts. And then they come to the Red Sea. They go through the Red Sea right here. And that which is buried is buried, excuse me, that which is dead must be buried. This is something of God. And so they see all Egypt because the Lord is, well, he slew the firstborn of Egypt in slain the firstborn of a lamb, of the lamb, the lamb, all right? And so what is dead must be buried. And so all Israel goes into the Red Sea. Egypt comes as well into the Red Sea, and it's beautiful. <laughs> we don't see this in the movie, The Ten Commandments, but it actually says in the scriptures in Exodus how the Lord took the wheels off of Pharaoh's chariot. Uh, riders and so they're running they're driving their chariots without wheels right here in the midst of the Red Sea and so then so you have the death you have the burial and I think it was Moses who tells the children of Israel because right before they go into the Red Sea they see all of all of Egypt coming after them all the power of Egypt all listen all the power of the grave all the power of death and the grave coming after them. And Moses says this, these Egyptians whom you see today, you will see again no more forever. That power that held you in that state and condition of death and bondage has been broken. And you will see it again no more forever. Okay? And so that's in Exodus chapter 14, verse, excuse me, yes, verses 13 through 14 and verse 31. You can read the whole passage as I stated. And then, so now you have the death and burial. And so what now remains? The resurrection. Okay. This is Exodus chapter 19, verses 1 through 4. And we're going to go ahead and read that if I can get to it. Exodus chapter 19, verses 1 through 4. In the third month after the sons of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, the third month, this is after they'd gone out of the land, land of Egypt, on the very same day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. All right, the wilderness is very significant. So they came through the door into the burial, and now they're in the wilderness, okay? When they set out from Rephidim, they came to the wilderness of Sinai and camped in the wilderness, and there Israel camped in, the fr in front of the mountain. Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus shall you say to the house of Jacob, and, to, and uh, tell the sons of Israel, and to me, any time it says, uh, like Moses went up 
or uh, so-and-so went up. It's, it implies resurrection first and foremost. And yet Moses had already experienced this himself, which you have to read before <laughs> this deliverance. But at this point, the heart of Moses basically turned to the Lord above. All right? And there's so much behind that statement that I can't go over because it's, I want to try to keep this short. But his heart continues to turn to the Lord. The, the, the Lord himself continues to appear unto Moses, even as he declared unto the Apostle Paul, Jesus himself, declaring to, the, to Saul at the time, on the road to Damascus, he says, I, Jesus says this, the, this is in the translation of uh, James Murdoch's uh, Syriac Peshito. It's beautiful, excellent, I think, a very little trans, literal translation. He says this, I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to constitute thee a minister and a witness of this, of the following, thy seeing me and of thy seeing me hereafter. Okay, so that's what's happening right here. There's a continued scene of the Lord. Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and to the sons of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians. Look at this. And how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. That is Exodus chapter 19, verses 1 through 4. So God is saying, You saw what I did to the Egyptians when I myself came down to the abode of the dead, into, into Egypt, showed my judgments, showing that I myself am the one who is actually in charge, not Pharaoh, not, listen, not the devil. You saw what I did with the death of a lamb. You saw what I did at the burial in the Red Sea. And then right here, verse 4, you yourselves have been, have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. That, my brothers and sisters, is the salvation of God according to the Scriptures. Now, for the one who's born again, this happens in an instant. The moment you are born again, your soul has been brought from death unto life. And yet remember, the children of Israel, they were in the wilderness. And at that, this right here, Exodus chapter, what was it? Exodus chapter 19, only Moses was going up to the Lord. So only the heart of Moses was turning to the Lord and walking in the wisdom, walking in the knowledge, walking in the understanding, walking in the light, walking in the truth, walking in Christ, while the rest remained walking in ignorance of what had happened. That's why later on in Acts chapter 7, you hear Stephen saying, in their hearts, in their hearts, they couldn't do it in reality, they couldn't do it in truth, but in their hearts they went back to Egypt. And that's the thing, brothers and sisters, the moment of new birth, we have literally been translated from one kingdom unto another kingdom because the king is present. There is a shout of a king among us, yet we do not know. And so the power that held us has been destroyed. 
because El Shaddai, the greater one, is present. And so that's a beautiful picture, a beautiful testimony of God's salvation. Not the salvation that man declares, but the salvation that God himself declares. And the salvation of God for a soul is, as we saw it, verse 4, Exodus chapter, chapter 19, the salvation of God that God declares and that God knows is a soul being brought unto himself. So, I just want to leave you with that. Please present it to the Holy Spirit. And please read the passages. Remember the end of uh, Genesis, the last chapter in Genesis. And then this is, you can read Exodus chapter 1 all the way through Exodus chapter 19, if you like. But it's all there, brothers and sisters. Salvation, the salvation of God that is unto himself, according to the scriptures. So, Lord bless. We'll see you in our next podcast. Amen.